0: all right here he is the current executive vice president ceo and director of player personnel for the cowboys steven jones with you on 105.3 the fan good afternoon sir how are you
1: doing good guys how you doing
0: Oh, doing great thanks i uh, i think we're all picking a, a a fairly comfortable win here the sports books have you favored by 10 is, is that about the way you're seeing this matchup here on a football friday <laughs> of
1: course not <laughs> uh you know us i mean they, these games are too hard and uh, too hard to win, and we'll have, a, we'll have our work cut out for us. I know if, uh, Coach Fangio great one of the great defensive minds in the league. I know he'll uh, have some good defense dialed up, and certainly uh, the Broncos on offense can certainly give you fit. So we're going to have our hands full and better come ready to play or uh, that's how things happen, uh, you know, that you, you wish wouldn't have happened. But this, this team, I think they're in a good place, and I don't think anybody's uh, looking past this game.
2: Steven, I'm going to ask you about a guy that isn't the most talked about guy on this team, but J-Ron Curse, because Christy Scales told us before last week's game that he had the green dot, that he was going to be calling the defense. And J-Ron Curse has been in the league as a safety for, this is his sixth year, never really been a full-time starter, but has become a huge part of what you guys are doing. What all goes into that sort of career arc where it's five years of, Special teams, sometimes a starter to wear the green dot, call the defense, be one of our leaders?
1: I think it's, you know, having it starts with having a vision for a player and his skill set. And I think I've mentioned it before this year. Certainly when Dan came in here, when Mike brought Dan in, uh, you know, he had a vision for the type of defense he could see us being uh, based on the personnel we had, based on personnel we might could get in free agency. Uh, whether it's a Curse or a Kazee or a a Neal, obviously uh, Urban and and, and company and those guys inside. uh, But I think having a vision uh, for what a guy like a Curse could do. And certainly Dan had that. Uh, Certainly you you look around the league and see the mismatches that go on with these tight ends and how athletic and long they are. And uh, his vision was Curse with his length uh, and his speed uh, could match up. And certainly – You know, he's done that well, Uh, in addition to being a great blitzer uh, for us as as well, uh, has really just found a role, and uh, he's a smart player, Uh, that's why he is wearing the green dot, he's very comfortable uh, with his communications, and certainly a big part of uh, getting everybody lined up back there, and uh, he's just done a hell of a job for us.
3: Steven, we've established on the show you don't give a damn what I say, so...
1: That's not right, Brian.
3: Not right. <laughs> okay, can can you walk me through because I you know, when you watch Steele play, and I was thinking that okay, their plan is to keep Steele at right tackle because he's got an all pro playing inside of him to his left. And sometimes it kind of you can have that guy to clean up any little bit of slippage or or mess. Can you walk us through the decision to move Steele over? And I know he's playing really, really well for you. But did you have to give it some thought, like, man, he really plays well playing next to Zach Martin?
1: Well, we did. And uh, certainly it's a, it was a, a big discussion. It wasn't an easy one. And uh, of whether to put Lyle at left tackle and Steele at right or obviously the way we ended up. But I think, uh, you know, obviously Lyle's just now coming back from uh, being out for five weeks. And, uh, you know, that's really where he's played most of his NFL career, although You know, he was a left tackle at LSU, so, you know, certainly wouldn't be foreign to him, but, uh, you know, just felt like uh, after weighing everything, what all each player does best or uh, that it was in our best interest to line them up the way we're going to line them up Sunday.
2: So, Steven, I don't think you can answer this, but I just have to ask it because I'm curious now that LC will be back on the field at his old position. When this game's over, Tyron is healthy. Who's the right tackle?
1: Well, we take it one game at a time. You said it best. Not going to answer that question, but uh, uh, certainly, as I've said, throughout the year, you end up needing them all. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously Tyron's uh, struggling a little bit with that ankle, and we want to get him good and healthy and uh, see where he ends up, and then we'll go from there.
0: Stephen with so many players dinged uh, are you feeling like it's getting close to a point where it could be a threat to the run or or is this just the normal run of, of business dealing with injuries in a football season
1: I think this is part of it I mean that's just a uh, part of being in the NFL all teams have injuries uh, certainly they you know you get pandemic challenges that are out there which we're seeing uh, we had them early uh, you know it's just part of being in the league the great news so far for us other than you know, certainly, uh, you know, just a tough one to lose Jabril Cox for the year. The good news is most of these guys are, uh, you know, can join us back. And with the new rules in the NFL, uh, the IRDTR, you know, you, it's a it's a good amount of time. You got to sit them three weeks, but uh, usually, you know, you can come back after three weeks. That's a, a big positive. And we have a lot of our guys that are are going to be coming back, and some that have been on there a lot longer in three weeks because their injuries were longer in Gallimore and Demarcus Lawrence. But just feel like overall, uh, you know, we don't think we're at any type of uh, a point where we're where we're overly concerned about anything. You always want uh, players to stay healthy, but at the same time, uh, really feel like we're in a good spot and uh, feel good about our depth and feel good about uh, what's coming.
0: Is there any further risk of injury with Dak and his calf?
1: You know, you, you don't ever know for sure, but I, I would say this. We sure feel really good about it, that it's healed and ready to go. But, uh, you know, those things, are uh, you, you you never know until uh, till it bites you, but certainly uh, we feel 100% better about it than we did this time last week.
3: Steven, do you feel like, in, in and I know working with you and stuff, that with in mean, making moves and, and kind of how you think a little bit, but did, with, you, you talk about guys coming back. Are the roster moves you have to make going to take care of itself, or is this one of those things that you guys are really, really grinding on this to try and set your team up for the next two or three weeks?
1: Well, they will take, a lot of times, as you know, Brian, it does take care of itself, but you still have to, uh, be thinking if it if we happen to be so fortunate that uh it doesn't and that everybody stays healthy then certainly we're starting to work through who who would be those guys if we need to you know get some players that we feel like are only going to make us better and D-Law and Gallimore and those guys uh you know how you get them up if if, if you don't have the, the injuries and the dings that uh, usually come with this game so you really got to do both is the answer but uh as you said, most of the time, uh, these things take care of themselves.
2: Steven, I want to ask you about one of the guys who we talked about him before the season started. We thought Randy Gregory might be on deck to have a nice year this year, having a full off season, actually being part of the team with the NFL changing rules for the better, for mental illness and um, humans. But uh, as this season goes along, did you think about trying to do something before the year? Did you know this was coming? Are you ready to write big checks?
1: Well, I just think, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of this right now. And certainly, uh, you know, going out and winning football games and, uh, and moving the ball forward here as this season goes is, is important. But, uh, at the same time, hats off to Randy, not only, you know, is he having a great year on the field, what he's accomplished off the field, getting, uh, you know, his life and, uh, you know, his, uh, his personal, uh, and, in, in the proper place has been so impressive, but, uh you know, Randy's uh, certainly one of the favorites around here and certainly doing a great job. And uh, that'll be something, obviously, we're addressing as we move forward.
0: And Stephen Jones with us. Okay, so looking back at the trade deadline, I thought it was a time to go for a little bit. But with free agency coming up and, and some cap decisions to be made, I just had uncertainty about what this roster is going to look like the next couple of years. Do you guys feel like you can keep the team at, at this kind of level in the next uh, couple of seasons?
1: Yeah, I do. I think we can, you know, the, the great thing about it is the youth on this team. The draft picks is, you know, we've, uh, you know, we had a lot of draft picks last year. See us having a lot of draft picks in the future. And uh, just feel like, uh, you know, if we keep, keep drafting well and keep getting those guys on the field, uh, then, uh, you know, they're going to step up and play well for us. And certainly we're not going to be able to be dipping into free agency as much as we have in the past. But uh, if you have good young players coming up, you really don't need to.
0: How does CeeDee Lamb get fined for uniform violations and waving to people, but Harrison Smith is choking him on the sidelines? We haven't heard anything yet, Steven.
1: Well, you know, those things are left up to uh, the league office. And, uh, you know, they do do as good a job as they possibly can up there. And, you know, there's always going to be some things that you scratch your head on, uh, and you wonder how in the world somebody – uh, might get away with something and then sometimes you say well we feel like uh we're on the wrong end of this and they're being a little more ticky tack with us but uh you know those things have a way of evening out uh, over time and certainly we think uh you know at the end of the day we'll get uh, our fair share a- against this and hopefully we'll get our fair share that work for us
3: steven if uh, if i was standing in an establishment with you and your tie loosened and maybe a cocktail in hand What would you tell me about what you thought about Cooper Rush playing in that football game
1: afterwards? Well, I just uh, hats off. I mean, what a great performance for him. Uh, You know, he uh, stood in there and just got better in my mind as the game went. Uh, You know, ended up uh, dodging some bullets there. And then, uh, you know, obviously that last drive was something special to step up like he did there and drive the team down and throw the ball around the field like he did and, you know, make great plays under pressure uh, was huge. And for us to be able to win that football game without Dak, with him as a quarterback, certainly gives – it certainly is a big, big, big win. But more than that, I think it gives everybody on this team confidence that if Dak had to miss some time, that uh, Cooper could step in and and do a nice job for us uh, in relief. So that certainly makes us feel better, too. But hats off to him. He's prepared all year. He's competed all year. Uh, He was an underdog to even be on this team, and here he is now standing there at number two and and doing a hell of a job for us.
3: And I was going to ask you, too, about Cedric Wilson and and what he's been able to do for this football team. And, you know, you've had a lot of guys that have stepped up when major pieces of your team have been out. Talk about his development, how you saw him. I, I know talking to some of your scouts along the way, they were super, super high on him when really nobody else was. So, kind of talk about the development of what you've seen from Cedric Wilson.
1: Well, he's, uh, you know, he's a, a former player's son. He knows about being a pro. Uh, you know, he was a quarterback, which I think's always Mike McCarthy, Will, and I talk about that all the time. How, you know, if you were a quarterback at some point in your career, high school, college, uh, how that gives you an advantage, and certainly I think it gives. Uh, Cedric won in terms of his football IQ, uh, but he's just one of those guys. You know, when you, when he you first step out there, he doesn't do a lot to just wow you in terms of you know his speed, his size, or anything along those lines. But once you uh, get him in game-like situation, you know we use the term baller, or however you want to describe it, he just makes plays. And uh, you know when the ball's coming his way, he figures out a way to catch it. I thought that New England catch he made was. Uh, unbelievable in terms of uh, the one on the, uh, the out route right out there that looked like it was going to sail over his head and he came down with it. But you no, know, he's just a football player, team first guy, do whatever it takes, and uh, certainly has filled in admirably for Gallup uh, since he's been out. And uh have nothing but great things to say about said Wilson.
0: Thanks so much, Stephen. Have a nice afternoon. Give him hell on Sunday. We'll be pulling for you.
1: Great being on, guys.